0: What's up Astro T Podcast, it's your girl Supernova Jazz and we are back again with another episode, Your Cancerian Queen and this time I have a guest I ended up leaving some space because you guys know I can talk for like an hour straight so I'm sharing the mic with someone that loves to just like spit on the mic amazing lyricist, oh shit my mic actually fell The dawn.
1: <laughs> What's going on Astro T? It's your boy, the Don, the young Pleiadi baby, young Quetzalcoatl in the flesh. Me 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 me.
0: Like uh, Gemini Stellium.
1: Facts. Co-
0: Complete Gemini.
1: Couple Gemini rising Leo.
0: Oh yeah, rising Leo, Gemini Sun, Gemini Moon.
1: Gemini Mercury.
0: Gemini Mercury. And Gemini
1: South Node.
0: Yes. So what's so amazing, I, we're outside, we're chilling, and I have this amazing mic that you guys know I spent some money on, so hopefully you can hear me very clear, and you might hear a little background noise, but it's all good, okay? So this title of this podcast is called Age of Aquarius, and I feel like the last podcast I talked about like tearing down the structure, talking about the structure that's falling, the structure that's fucking pissing us off right now, but... You know, we can't stay mad. We can't trauma bond with the past and what has been for like thousands of thousands of years. So, this age of Aquarius that we're coming into, I've just met Dawn like, what, three weeks ago?
1: Yeah, maybe like two and a half <laughs> weeks ago, three <laughs> like, weeks ago.
0: And me and Dawn already like tripped on many, many times. You know, we've yeah, done mushrooms, acid. It's been a beautiful, it's been beautiful. Definitely. <laughs> it had
1: super. <laughs> impactful conversations
0: (laughs) and that's why we're here yeah because age of Aquarius and he was educating me on the age of Aquarius and how we're not really officially in it yet
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so you wanna talk about that Dawn?
1: yeah when we speak on things like the age of Aquarius or the age of Pisces those are ages in a cycle of 26,000 years and that's exactly how long it takes for this solar system to mm-hmm. go around to the furthest, for, for this solar system to go around the furthest part of the Milky Way and mm-hmm. cycle back into it. Okay. And that takes 26,000 years. Yeah. yeah. So every 2,000 years of those is what we call an age. Mm-hmm. So right now we are leaving out of the last 2,000 years of age of Pisces and we are just literally like foreshadowing, being the forefathers of what, is, what will be the age of Aquarius. Mm. What will be more of innovation, just higher mind, higher technology, and mm-hmm. actually integration with creation itself.
0: Yeah, and integrating like the technology with just like what's supposed to be balance of humanity, like what humanity needs, What, because like, Aquarius energy is what? Very humanitarian. I would
1: definitely say yeah, it has to do with um, like mass, it has to do with mass and collective mind. Because mm-hmm. with Aquarius being the opposite of Leo, Leo would be self-awareness, and Aquarius represents group awareness. So working in a group, working in a collective to have one mind. And that's what you call creation, technology, that's how those things work. Yeah. That's all Aquarius energy.
0: Yay, okay. So we're not really in it yet, though.
1: Yeah, like, you know, you can't really be so, like, linear or too concrete because we're really just speaking on correspondences and what happens when one energy goes next to another energy you know so it's not really like concrete at all it's super metaphysical but we definitely are coming into the age of aquarius
0: so this ending of Pisces okay so I definitely feel the Aquarius because right now everyone's thinking of the collective it's a collective movement yep. the pain that you we the collective has been put through yep. and more so so like the Pisces ending of that energy would be what people tapping more into their clairvoyance people tapping more into the art of astrology metaphysics like what would you say I would say like because tra- it feels like a cusp mm-hmm. like we're in like a cusp yeah, baby with, period yeah
1: with with us coming out of that age of Pisces because what that age of Pisces really brought humanity, was it brought them compassion? It brought it brought them to come together, Mm. because even with like that age of like when they're in the age of. Like the age of Pisces, and it represents the sign of Jesus. Many, many of the colonized, oh, yeah. Like, oh, Jesus was a Pisces. Um, just in general, Jesus represents the age of Pisces, okay. and that's why he was worshipped the most for the last two thousand years. That's what he represents. But mm-hmm. um, many of the co- are like the ones that colonized the world. What we call Europeans and things like that. They did this in Jesus' name, like Jesuits. So in that, it's all esoteric, and you have to understand like that nothing is what it seems, especially on twenty-six thousand year cycles. Yeah. you know yeah. so what 400 years or 20 years is nothing compared to what a, what's going on on the largest scale yeah. so the reason why many of people were murdered in that name of Christ was because in that on the other side, that was bringing them together. That was bringing them, even accepting death and accepting that as a family, that was creating whole new compassions for the age of Aquarius children. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a deeper pain that they had to just go through.
0: Yeah, because Pisces is very emotional, emotional exactly. Pain, very introverted. The fish can be swimming this way, the fish can be swimming that way. Mm-hmm. But you were talking about esoteric, the esoteric point of view of things. Mm-hmm. So what i love about how dawn approaches astrology it's a very open-minded and esoteric is the storytelling behind astrology where a lot of us just know the personality astrology where it's like my son's in this my moon's in that i don't believe in cuss like there's even this saying that you can't be a cuss baby but you're just like approaching it you're approaching astrology with a box you're not really understanding like the essence of deep essence of mm-hmm. astrology
1: yeah so um yeah i i pretty much see, use astrology same way i use like um history mm-hmm. I, I i correlate a lot of like our ancient ancestors like who what stars were they looking into mm-hmm. you know what stars were they aligning with energy centers and making pyramids on those energy centers and then aligning Mm -hmm. those very like instruments Mm -hmm. with the stars Mm -hmm. so i just apply it like that i don't really use it for looking at like my characteristics i use it for like my growth my transformation yeah they they call it like karmic astrology or transformational astrology and esoteric astrology as well falls under the same Mm -hmm. but it's they're all like realizing that this is for evolution and you understanding like the story of evolution and creation through it because mm-hmm. from head to feet, the zodiac represents man. From Aries being the head to Pisces being the feet.
0: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So if Aries is the head, exactly,
1: like that's it represents like the initiation, thought, fire.
0: Taurus is the
1: Taurus would be like the neck, like like um, the third eye, and also like the throat, because it's the manifestation. It's the first earth sign after fire, like you know, after creation Mm -hmm. and she came to earth, you know.
0: Gemini would be
1: Gemini would be um, it's like it's the it's the air, but it's realizing that there's something more than you.
0: Mm-hmm. You cancer. know, cancer. We're w- gonna go through. Yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> if
1: ca- ca- cancer is the realization that if there's something more than you, then there's something to actually care about.
0: And then Leo is.
1: If Leo would be, if there's something to care about, what do I care about?
0: Mm. What
1: do? What should I care about? And that's where it becomes the self-awareness sign.
0: Okay. And Virgo. Virgo.
1: Can- Virgo would be that if there is. A, a, a self awareness and a highest self, Virgo represents that purest form.
0: Yeah, That's what it's Virgo the would be,
1: yes. Virg- mm-hmm. Virgo and Leo are actually the same sign. Ptolemy split them. See? After right. uh, Egypt fell, the, he, he split a lot of the signs. Wow.
0: Yeah, because I heard there was like. No, I'm mixing it up. Someone yeah. told me there was like eight signs or eight months and then it was turned into
1: twelve. Okay, so we gotta go through all of them. Libra. <laughs> oh yeah, we <laughs> Oh yeah. After okay, after um after realizing like in Virgo what what would be a purest self if a self exists, Libra comes in as to now making regulations for others now that you've oh, yeah. seen what the pre, you know what this pure self is. You now are expressing it and teaching it regulating judicial you know Mm -hmm. that type of energy
0: yeah libra is the connection i would say Mm Libra is a sign of like self and others exactly um and then scorpio
1: scorpio would be like if 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 libra is coming from creating legislation and like corrections in society and scorpio is now it's a more esoteric like deeper societies you're now going into a discipleship it has to do with discipline it has to do with discernment Mm -hmm. it has to do with going a little deeper than making a legislation it's like the creation of like actual mysteries
0: would you link that to like religions and churches it would be
1: i would i would say those come later maybe even in in pisces this is more like secret like atlantis like hooded things with hoods people with hoods the scorpio energy like
0: like
1: freemasons that they've definitely got it from that type of energy like
0: mm. okay sagittarius
1: would be like after after you've gone through that like the hoods and the discipleship sagittarius member oh well remember that wasn't on the thing but we were <laughs> speaking we were speaking earlier that the galactic center is in sagittarius so yes. so after scorpio after you've after you've had the discernment and you cut out what doesn't work and you were able, you know, you did all those mm. tactics that, you know, represent mm-hmm. Scorpio, you're now able to go through that galactic center and go back to the most centered point, which is like just doing what's, pur- what's most purposeful for you on earth.
0: And the galactic center would be what?
1: It would be literally the black hole that literally everything gets its intelligence from in this Milky Way. Is it a supernova? It's No, it's literally a black hole. It's our black hole. It's the galactic center of the Milky Way
0: days. Nice. And
1: then Capricorn? Capricorn would be that once once now that you've came out of this galactic center, mm-hmm. you come back to earth. And that's mm-hmm. why it's the earth sign. You've now came out of the galactic center and you're back on earth and you're here to apply everything that you know.
0: Yeah, cuz Capricorn is all about networking, building like
1: Exactly. The relationship management, with people, organization, yeah. like, you it's like know. A macro. So yeah, and you're literally, yeah, it's, it's wow. literally the lesson to just apply everything that you know now that you've went through all of these signs, mm-hmm. and therefore that's why Aquarius is that after Capricorn, now that you've applied everything that you know, you now go and teach it, you know, mm-hmm. Aquarius, you now get to the, the masses exactly, mm-hmm. teach to the world, mm-hmm. and then Pisces is the last sign of now that you're able to teach it to the world, you gain this new you gain a new connection, a new compassion for them, and through that, you get like the highest aspect of it. Jesus, like he mm-hmm. traveled, not only taught the world, but he found ways to directly like heal the world. That's that's the last sign. It's mm-hmm. the last sign, so it represents.
0: Amazing, yeah. Love that we went through the whole solar system. Okay, that's it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the Zodiac. Yeah, but oh, hold on.
1: Oh no, I can't so- help on. I forgot. Atlas caught me. Okay. okay. Yeah
0: plane flying by, (laughs) it's beautiful transition, and like through all those transition periods right now we're really, well I would say we're in the midst of cancer season, but if we collectively read how we went through Gemini season, not really trusting what's going on, digging deeper, investigating the things, and you know, really pulling the receipts, um, yeah, like it's like more investigative energy into what's going on, and now we're kind of getting the details. Now, like all this information coming up, everything's getting exposed more on a deeply. Uh, every day, something's getting exposed. It's more so now questioning with cancer season. How is that going to affect us in our emotional needs? Am I emotionally tied to that? Like for me. I used, to, I used to post Fashion Nova and I used to post all these clothes that they would just like send me clothes and now like the cancer season is coming up to where it's like does that even fit how does that fit the heart space because cancer's a really big heart space mm-hmm. so everyone's Ooh, going yes, facts. yeah this is a heart space mm-hmm. season
1: yeah on the, on, the, on the actual zodiac cancer represents the breast of man really the breast
0: Aww.
1: that mama energy
0: doesn't make sense because i don't have any <laughs> but the heart is definitely there
1: you don't have enough cancer no, <laughs> <just kidding.
0: laughs> <There's> enough. <laughs> okay <laughs> but um yeah so gemini season how do you feel like this shift between like gemini season now going into cancer i feel
1: like what you were saying with all of that discernment and questioning it had to do with that venus retrograde gemini so a lot of like the 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 questioning my
0: venus is in gemini oh it is yeah oh wow
1: so you were super retrospective you was inspector gadget for self-awareness yes during gemini i was honestly realigning a lot of aspects of myself as well i didn't even realize till today when you were saying like how much investigation had to happen because yeah. even looking up, look even looking into Gemini season, I remember me saying, like, okay, I know during this time I got to make a lot of different changes. Mm-hmm. Like, I just knew subconsciously. Yeah,
0: because Gemini is very mutable energy. Mm-hmm.
1: And but I also was trying to change around my damn birthday, too. I was yeah, like,
0: <laughs> you were like, okay. I was like, okay,
1: well, it's about to be my birthday, so I definitely got to change What
0: changes do you think?
1: I would say it has, it has to do with, like, just always being honest with ourselves so we can always continue to move forward. Like, yeah. ne- never being comfortable even in no recent growth. You, all, There's always room to grow. Yeah. So I just knew after, like, just my birthday, I didn't want to really, like, just participate in certain things I know is not going to be fitting what I should be doing.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, lining that with what, the North Node energy?
1: I would say, yeah, just fully being, fully being acceptance of the path. Like, mm-hmm. no more, like, kind of step into the side of it because I saw a lot of options in it you know mm-hmm. especially even going into it mm-hmm. so now I'm just realizing like yeah I should definitely just fully be on it
0: nice and how did you even get into astrology like um let's like kind of rewind a little I would bit. say
1: like one day I was looking at fucking I don't know probably something on the internet and <laughs> I just really said, like, I just want to learn about the stars. So I bought, yeah. like, a couple books. And I bought a, I bought a book called um, Karma, Transformation, and Reincarnation.
0: Okay.
1: And it was an astrology book. Wow. And from there, I learned a lot of, like, uh, esoteric teachings from astrology. Wow. And um, also, I came across, I actually looked up the words Lumeria. And when I looked up the words Lumeria, I came across this woman Correlating ancient history with astrology and cycles. So she was dating back to Lumeria through the through the history of the cycles of the zodiac, you know? So I was realizing like damn this, this shit is super esoteric is because it's the it's the recording of creation.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. The cycles. It's like the Saturn being in Aquarius. I think the last time Saturn was in Aquarius was the civil rights movement.
1: I was yeah, probably shoot. Yeah. In it the sixties.
0: Yeah. And look at the energy, the responsibility of... And your Saturn's in Aquarius, right?
1: No, my Saturn is actually zero degrees Pisces. It just ended. I just made it. It just ended? I just jumped over to the Pisces gang.
0: Okay. Well, Saturn. the Saturn return is happening for me. Yeah, you in there. So, Saturn return... Can you describe Saturn return to me, please?
1: Okay. I would say that, like, the same way it takes, like, 365 days for the sun to go back into the same position... It takes the planet Saturn 27, 28, sometimes 29 years to go back into the same position. Mm -hmm. So that's like one year in Saturn years. But Saturn being representing like the measurements of your growth. It represents limitations. What
0: you need to do versus what you want to do. Your
1: discipline. Mm -hmm. It also represents what you are meant to refine in this lifetime.
0: Mm -hmm. The
1: refinement, like sharpening something, sharpening an aspect.
0: And the fact that that's very aligned to what we're talking about mainly in this podcast, the Age of Aquarius. Mhm. Yeah, like, Saturn
1: plays a huge role.
0: Yeah, like I feel like I'm a Aquarius. responsibility to like feel like a pioneer in this Age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. If we would link that to like Saturn,
1: I would say definitely, because it is like that. It's that father figure energy.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm saturn would be right mm-hmm. and then aquarius is more so the collective
1: i would say aquarius is definitely like a collective but even saturn well i know with aquarius saturn and uranus are rulers of it
0: okay yeah saturn rules aquarius mm-hmm. i thought it was just uranus no both of them okay mm-hmm. nice so okay so <clears throat> we had to tap into like this aquarius energy because like If you're going with the current or against the current, right? Facts. So how would we go against the current when flowing into this age of Aquarius?
1: I would say literally going against the current is literally um, just doing so much. Like, karma is actions, you know, every action has a reaction. So when you do so much, there's just more reactions you have to face. So therefore they, in, um, in American Western society, like we're, we're super taught to do so much. And that's literally getting you out of the current, the flow, the natural flow of life. So yeah. to get into the age of more of Aquarius, we're gonna actually let go of so many expectations and so much, pretty much like light. And we're gonna get back into like receptivity and not so much output. Yeah, you know? that
0: is Aquarius energy because Aquarius mm-hmm. is like chill, laid back. Exactly. Like, kind of more so the all-knowing, but mm-hmm. not really having to, like, do, because you know.
1: hmm
0: Yeah, because Aquarius are so aloof. <laughs> like, being very aloof, not needing to know. I can see that.
1: Yeah, definitely with, like, all-knowing, but with the flow.
0: But with the flow. With the flow. Because that's the natural it, order. And then what makes Aquarius the water bearer?
1: Um, well, that literally comes from a Greek mythology. There's a moon, I believe. There's a moon on... on on Jupiter. Okay. And that's where Aquarius gets his name from. But the moon is uh G E G-E, I believe that's how you say it. I forget. I believe you'd have to google it. But um
0: Yeah, I tell all, I tell my podcast every time to take out notes. Yeah. Like a lot of people take notes, mm-hmm. so
1: But Aquarius is named after one of the moons of notes, on so. on Jupiter. And and in the in the in the mythology, in the creation story, who who Aquarius represents as the water bearer? Mm-hmm is literally like he was the servant to the gods that's what aquarius represents he was like the one that did everything for like zeus and all of them he was like their water boy but due to him doing it they ended up putting him in the stars they ended up putting him in the stars as like some something to be worshipped after
0: because he was so of service
1: exactly because he was so of service Amazing. Mm-hmm. See, it gets a little even more in depth because you know it's Roman mythology but yeah. It, yeah, they, t- they were saying he was the gods like lover boy and stuff but I saw the purpose of what the story <laughs> was saying.
0: So what are you trying to call Aquarius? <laughs> I was just saying that's history. That's history, that's, said the history said it. History said it. History said it. I had to add it because okay, got to
1: cover the hole.
0: When you're talking about like going um, against the current, having to embody this worker beam, having to body, having to do, I feel like it's very tied with this Capricorn lunar eclipse coming mm-hmm. up. So the Capricorn lunar eclipse is coming this Saturday, which yes. is on the 4th of July.
1: Yep. July 4th, 2020.
0: Which is incredible. July fifth.
1: is... Yeah,
0: this is in July fifth.
1: I think it is the un, un, like maybe at night of July fifth. Night of July fifth.
0: Okay. Okay. So like that weekend, but very symbolic yeah. with the date of mm-hmm. the structure, and then a Capricorn. The energy Capricorn is the structure, the businesses, the um, maybe um, very corrupt contracts. I would say Capricorn has to deal with a lot of contract energy. Mm-hmm. So with the full moon, it's like a completion of a cycle mm-hmm. and it's just it's just crazy and i feel like the completion of the cycle is people feeling like they need to work a lot they need to do a lot like your needs and your wants and then obviously your emotional wants of this cancer season have shifted so do we need to buy certain things anymore do we need to go to these places during the weekend anymore i mean it's kind of off the table or being mm-hmm. a little bit forced to not do it but it's like the values are like shifting hmm so, like, what would you say how you feel about this Capricorn lunar
1: eclipse? I would say that um, it's definitely one of, like, the bigger roles in, like, the 2020 energy. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's almost, like, directly six months away from the the, again, Saturn and Jupiter conjunction that's happening in December. So, it's definitely, like uh a halfway.
0: saturn or pluto
1: well it's it's saturn jupiter and pluto in the great conjunction okay they'll all be in capricorn but the the wild part of it is that just saturn itself is in that capricorn energy again Mm -hmm. back in capricorn yeah and i believe that i think the last time that was was like the 1500s when they colonized here like europe really started to start colonizing west
0: which, the western which world are you talking about the conjunction
1: saturn being in capricorn because okay. this is considered the great conjunction okay yeah even nostradamus spoke on just in general when those stars align okay wow yeah saturn being in capricorn jupiter being in capricorn and pluto
0: so when aquarius moves out of when saturn moves out exactly of when the
1: and then they're all shifting into aquarius that's what i so that's why it's so epic, and the the actual starting and beginning of the age of age of Aquarius, mm. in these times right now, in these year, this year twenty twenty. Which 2020.
0: Is officially in two hundred years,
1: though. It would be wrapped, It would be around there, but remember, like, um, due to like it being twenty six thousand year cycle, two hundred years is not nothing. That's like a day.
0: Yeah, in galactic years. Yeah, that's like a
1: day. You know, so we're <laughs> like a, like two generations is a day in a cycle.
0: How do you determine in your specific chart how this Capricorn lunar eclipse would affect you personally?
1: I would say... Um,
0: Where do you look yeah. in the chart?
1: I got, the only place I have Capricorn and think in those, in Capricorn, is my transformational, my outer planets. So I have like my Uranus and I have my Neptune. Same. So exactly, yeah, it's yeah, trans... Yeah, exactly, those are generational. So literally whole generations have that so even right now, my whole generation their are they Uranuses, mm-hmm. and they're also their Neptunes are fully being like activated. Cause that's the thing: when things go back into alignment, it's like hitting a pinball machine. That's the, how it works. In, in the stars, like when your birthday comes back around, it's lighting Solar up. It, it it exactly. It lights up again.
0: Nova Day's coming, guys. So yeah, July that our,
1: our even our 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 want to remake these these structures and we make these foundations which we're speaking on like that saturn energy we're re we're recreating that father energy we're recreating the found the foundation energy and we're even pushing past those limitations of what saturn once did for us saturn will now not be what we call bad karma saturn will be the actual father that gifts the good karma like we Mm -hmm. won't be living in so many Ignorance is so not, much lessons.
0: Not the dead be dead. Exactly. Like the they've dad. Exactly. The dad that's
1: they, there. Yeah. Saturn been intentionally been used as like a weapon against people because Saturn is the line drawer. So, therefore, people were being told that ignorance is okay because Saturn, that father energy, will always just whoop them on the butt. And so they were just staying pretty much in disciplinary lifetimes, lifetime after lifetime through mm-hmm. that Saturn energy because that's why Saturn represents the Lord of Karma.
0: So if you want to see pretty much what you're saying, too, if you want to see how this eclipse affects you personally, you would see where Capricorn lies in your chart.
1: Exactly, yeah, you will see where Capricorn lies in your chart, and you also can see where Cancer lies in your chart, for, for right now.
0: Okay, both yeah, those energies? exactly. Because we're in Cancer season? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and also, too, because that that sun is in, in Sirius, and Sirius plays a huge role just in this whole Milky Way galaxy. Okay, so, so let's
0: talk about Sirius.
1: Okay. So well, who is she? <laughs> What's her name? Say they, they How cons- long have you known her? They consider <laughs> Sirius a binary star system or a trinary star system. But Sirius is what is considered like the spiritual sun. It con- mm. it, if, 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 if the sun we look at makes us see everything that we physically see, mm-hmm. S- Sirius is what rules and controls and governs everything we don't see, the unseen. It's represented as like the dark waters, the darkness. It's represented as the subconscious and the unconscious.
0: Which is right next to ca- Cancer.
1: It's in, yeah, if you look up in our stars, in our zodiac we've put in the sky, it would be behind Cancer. It would be in Cancer, the sign of Cancer.
0: Which is interesting because Cancer is ruled by the moon, which mm-hmm. is the subconscious,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the emotional body exactly. of who you are when you're by yourself, when mm-hmm. you're alone. Yeah. And then the sun is the conscious. That's mm-hmm. how I always tell people when I read their charts. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So I, I reign from Sirius.
1: You definitely are resonating and probably on a serious mission right now, which is just <laughs> of activating and awakening Mama Gaia.
0: The people, yeah, <laughs> Yes, mom. So what's happening with Sirius specifically this lunar eclipse? This um, Saturday?
1: Just in every every Sunday. yeah every year on what what it, what we call July first through July seventh, Sirius that literally that, that that spiritual sun now becomes directly conjunct, completely aligned with our sun. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, our sun literally gives us all of the information to Earth. It give, it projects all the information on Earth. So therefore, if now that spiritual sun, Sirius, is being conjunct our sun, that energy is now directly being transmuted to us. Mm-hmm. And In
0: conjunction and aspect means working with. Exactly. So these two planets, which sun is not a planet, Sirius is not a planet, but they say it in mm-hmm. astral terms then those two aspects star sites are conjunct they're working with each other so you would say and you also said they're perfectly the furthest distance from each other yeah
1: at yeah at that time the the sun and the earth are at the, its furthest distance so it allows that even serious energy that subconscious that 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 ancient ancestor energy to really come in, to come to this earth
0: mm. so what do you foreshadow when that energy hits Earth. Are people going to be feeling more clairvoyant? Well, well just
1: in, in just in general, like, the reason why for the July is what it is is because that's the day you now can visibly see Sirius again rising. Rising out, rising from the, the, the rising of the sky. You know, you can't see the south of us. Mm-hmm. So the stars begin to rise again. Mm-hmm. And on July 3rd, July 2nd, July 3rd, July 4th, mm-hmm. Sirius rises again every year. Mm-hmm. And, um who we call like the forefathers those masons they learned that ancient technology they learned that knowledge and they ended up just using it for themselves
0: we have friends walking up guys
1: how was that
0: brooke is a scorpio no two scorpios just (laughs) pulled up and isaac they just slithered on in do you want to say Uh, hi to the podcast I would love to. Say hi to the podcast. Shout out the name. What's up, podcast? Yeah. What's your name? Yeah, what's no, the name? what's your name? Oh, what's my name. My name is Isaac. Okay, this is Astro T Podcast. Yes. You don't know my podcast. Get out of here. Oh, <laughs> i <laughs> <I'm> <sorry. laughs> Okay, we're gonna be closing up anyways, guys, because there's just so much information and I just feel like we always need to have yeah. Mr. Dawn here just to I feel like I'm picking your brain on the esoteric vibe of astrology, but yeah, we
1: definitely can run a part two, part three. It's
0: just a lot. I'm hoping you're writing your notes because it's a lot. So series what it's doing this um, lunar eclipse again, just to like close it out would be um, it would
1: be super, just so much more present and available to be used by humans on this earth when the sun is conjunct with it. Because um, just in general, Sirius is just a much more intelligent star system. So when it aligns with this earth, it brings intelligences to this earth. And again, that's why the 4th of July, like they created And like emotional this America.
0: intelligence.
1: I would say higher dimensional being. Mm. You know, mm. higher dimensional being. So what all can you way, really do for this weekend? What
0: is there? You, what, you find
1: what, ways to resonate with that star system. Amazing. Yeah, you find ways. You figure out maybe a color. You you Google it, and you maybe even just speak on Sirius, resonating with Sirius.
0: Yeah, like all yeah. this information is for you guys to investigate more. Yeah. Um, the North Node is in Gemini for like what eleven more months. Yeah, I would say yeah. Do it. Fifteen more months. more months. So.
1: Yeah, our ancestors <laughs> would use, like, not even only our ancestors, like, our, our government, our natives, they're all using these alignment energies for the progression of themselves. Mm.
0: amazing. Okay, so close us out with a mantra.
1: Okay. I would say the mantra I would close it out with is... The future is I would say, felines, don't be afraid of the water.
0: Mm. don't be afraid of the water alright guys Astro T Podcast love you enjoy your Jupiter Pluto conjunction lunar eclipse serious extravagantic weekend Sirius star
1: celebration
0: yes no more
1: 4th of July it's all serious now yes
0: this is a serious energy right dark matter <laughs> it's
1: one last thing on serious
0: do you want to shout anything out oh where can they follow you
1: oh you can follow me at reborn at dawn or just on all music platforms as the dawn the dawn
0: yeah yeah his music's amazing all right bye